Thank you for joining us on Time Out with the Lord with my pastor, Dr. Mrs. Senye Obilulu Briggs, who ministers at the Chapel of God International Worship Center. Today's episode will uplift your spirit and edify your soul. Let us pray. Dear Lord, our Father, we thank you. We thank you for this hour to gather before you again. It's a privilege in your righteousness. You have caused us to be established in you, whereby we look only up to you and we receive from you. We are not bothered. We are not afraid. We know that we live in a world of oppression, but we are not afraid. We know that you are keeping us, you are guiding us, and that is why we are here today. Thank you for having kept us. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your grace. The various accomplishments in our lives is not by our power. It is by you. We thank you for saving us that sicknesses, illnesses did not take us down. Father, it's not because we're too good, but because you're a loving father. You protect your own. Lord, we just bless you. We thank you for the good news that we keep hearing. Despite what is happening in the world, we hear nice things, beautiful things. We are alive today. It is by your grace. Our children are alive today. It is by your mercy. Thank you, Lord, omnipresent Father. You are here with us. You are with every other person in this world. I pray, Father, that this day you will make yourself to be known, to be seen fully. You reveal yourself and your might to all your children. Father, I pray that even today that you draw more and more into your kingdom by the works that, that you do, you, by the words that you speak into our ears, into our hearts. I pray that hearts will be turned unto you, Lord, that together we'll be one with you. And at the end of the day, when your wrath will be unleashed on this world, we shall escape, we shall be redeemed by you. Father, that is our earnest prayer. For our salvation does not keep us only fine in this earth. That at the end, when this world will be destroyed, we will not be part of it. We will be caught up with Christ our Savior. Father, that is our desire. We pray, therefore, that the words of our mouth, the songs that we are going to sing, and the words that will come out, O oh Lord, will minister to us and will be acceptable unto you. And at the end, your name will be glorified. Father, grant this our request. Bless us in return. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. We'll take our Bible reading from the book of Esther. Esther chapter 9, beginning to read from verse 20 to 32. Esther chapter 9. Mordecai recorded these events and sent letters to the Jews near and far throughout all the provinces of King Xerxes, calling on them to celebrate an annual festival on these two days. He then told them to celebrate these days with feasting and gladness and by giving gifts of food to each other and presents to the poor. This would commemorate a time when the Jews gained relief from their enemies when their sorrow was turned into gladness and their mourning to joy. So the Jews accepted Mordecai's proposal and adopted this annual custom. Haman, son of Hamedata, the Agatite, the enemy of the Jews, had plotted 
to crush and destroy them on the date determined by casting lots. The lots were called Purim. But when Esther came before the king, he issued a decree causing Haman's evil plot to backfire. And Haman and his sons were impaled on a sharpened pole. That is why this celebration is called Purim, because it is the ancient word for casting lots. So because of Mordecai's letter, and because of what they had experienced, the Jews throughout the realm agreed to inaugurate this tradition and to pass it on to their descendants and to all who became Jews. They declared they would never fail to celebrate these two prescribed days at the appointed time each year. These days will be remembered and kept from generation to generation and celebrated by every family throughout the provinces and cities of the empire. This festival of Purim would never cease to be celebrated among the Jews, nor would the memory of what happened ever die out among their descendants. Verse 29. Then Queen Esther, the daughter of Abihel, along with Mordecai the Jew, wrote another letter putting the queen's full authority behind Mordecai's letter to establish the festival of Purim. Letters wishing peace and security were sent to the Jews throughout the 127 provinces of the empire of Xerxes. These letters established the festival of Purim, an annual celebration of these days at the appointed time, decreed by both Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther. The people decided to observe this festival just as they had decided for themselves and for their descendants to establish the times of fasting and mourning. 32. So the command of Esther confirmed the practices of Purim and it was all written down in the records. This is the word of the Lord. Now, for want of title, we can call this message Stepping Out with Authority. Stepping Out with Authority. You can only step out if truly you have the authority. The, the message today has the key verse from verse 29 in the King James Version. It says, Then Esther, the queen, the daughter of Abihel, and Mordecai, the Jew, wrote with all authority. That's, that's our key point there. With all authority to confirm the second letter of Purim. Now, the story of Esther is like a rags to riches story. And quite a lot of us are familiar with that. Humble beginnings. There are many who today in our midst, they are not reckoned with at all. But I believe that before the end of the message today, you will know who you are. And God will be identified in your life. And you will be able to walk like someone with authority. The Lord will deliver you and he will uplift you in the name of Jesus Christ. You'll be above your oppressors and you'll be able to deal with authority 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Just knowing that your situation is not worse than that of Esther and Mordecai. They, they were not only natives in a strange land. They were Jews. The fact that they were Jews meant that they were held in contempt by other people. They were discriminated against, you know, as the descendants of Jacob. Finally, their faith, along with the faith of thousands of fellow Jews, you know, was doomed with a decree that was signed for their extermination. You wake up one morning and you are hearing that on a certain date, you are going to be killed. Not just you, you, your children, your parents, your, your, in fact, everyone in your community. This particular day, it had been signed, sealed. Wow. That was the state of Esther. But then, the Bible records that heaven smiled at them. Heaven intervened in a very miraculous manner, such that Esther and Mordecai, who were being threatened, victimized by Haman. Haman was the king's right-hand man, very powerful man. They found themselves in positions of authority. Suddenly, suddenly, I love that word whenever I see it, suddenly, because that's when things change and it happens suddenly. They found themselves, you know, in positions of authority. Verse 29 that we read in Esther chapter 9 tells us that Esther the queen, the daughter of Abihel, and Mordecai the Jew, wrote with all authority to confirm this second letter of Purim. Now, in the preceding chapter, the king, we're told in Esther chapter 8, verse 2, the king took off his ring, which he had taken from Haman and gave it to Mordecai and Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. You see how fortunes change. It changes for the better in a manner you do not expect if God is the one doing it for you. God is faithful, truly. He's faithful to his promises. He would not allow in Exodus chapter 23 verse 22 the Bible tells us that he would not allow the enemy to destroy his people. The decree may have been passed. Meetings held. I experienced it firsthand. Decree passed. Letters written. Everything. Payments made. That Sayer should be destroyed. Sayer should no longer be seen. But here I am today. Speaking with you. Talking with you. It is the power of God. That power is here and now. It will work in your situations in the name of Jesus Christ. People are getting worried. And truly, the devil, as it were, is working over time. Especially where there are people who say they believe God. Just to cause doubt that men will stop following the Almighty God. But remember, he will not. He will not allow the enemy to destroy his people. And so the Lord used the supernatural elevation. Sometimes you don't know why certain people are moving upwards. You don't know. It could be for your sake. I always told them, as if God allows anyone to be in power where I am, 
it means that person is there to serve my purpose and that my purpose is in line with the purpose of God. That means that person will walk knowingly or knowingly to preserve my life. And so we are looking at situations happening. Governments are coming, governments are going. People are being removed, people are being elevated. It is for your purpose. As a child of God, you claim it that God will use any means, miraculous, supernatural means, to elevate people that will cause you to rise. There may have been someone in the land of Persia where King Xerxes was reigning, was ruling. There may have been someone quiet in his corner, calling on God, having heard the announcement. We are only told about two people, Esther and Mordecai. There may have been one or two other persons crying in one corner unto God. God elevated Mordecai. God gave Mordecai the supernatural strength, fearlessness, and he dared. He dared to elevate his God. He dared to stand and not bow to the enemy, not bow to the one that requires worship. But instead, he bowed only to God. God saw it and he elevated him. And Esther and Mordecai were set over the house of Haman. Your enemies will bow to you. You will rule their houses in the name of Jesus Christ. He's the one that gives, he gives booties. When you go to fight a battle, you don't come back empty-handed. Your pursuer will be pursued and you will come back with, with booties in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, why would God do it for you? Because he has promised. God uses his, because of his promises, he brings preservation your way. In the case of Mordecai and Esther, God had to preserve the Jews. The Jews were going to be exterminated according to uh, the decree passed by the king. But according to the decree that he passed, according to the covenant that God had with Abraham, where he said the savior of the world would come through the seed line of Jacob, that had to be fulfilled. And so God had to do something. God had to do something. All we need to do is to understand what the Lord has said concerning you, a believer, concerning you, the one that has decided to leave the world and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. What has he said concerning you? If you know it, just hold on to it. It will come to pass. His word can never be broken. There are two scenarios, two ways in which a man's life ushers in pain, sorrow, sicknesses, oppression, wickedness. There are two ways in which these things find themselves into a man's life. Now, it does not matter whether you are a believer or you are an unbeliever. One is by satanic attempts to destabilize you through his agents. That is, if you are in God's kingdom, he attempts to destabilize you. He tempts you to accept his will. Storm comes. Two, it could be by your own actions. That is, you live outside God's kingdom, outside God's will. Or you were in God's will and now you decide to backslide. Storm comes. Storm is storm. Whether it is to you, the believer, it comes and faces you, the believer, or it faces the unbeliever. Storm is storm. We're told the parable about the two houses that uh, were built, one on, on the sand and one on the rock. 
when the storm came, there was, there was no selection of which one to attack. The storm came and the flood came and it went to move both houses. But the Bible tells us that the one on sand fell, was destroyed. But the one on the rock stood firm. You are planted on the rock. If you're hearing my voice, you are a believer, you are planted on the rock. Storm will come, but it will not pull you down. God will always make a way. And if you are not in the kingdom, you have an opportunity today. The call is still on, on your life. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Come unto him and he will keep you firm. Nothing can pull you out of his hands. When fear storms come to overthrow and destroy us, do not panic. Rather, you should yield the battle to God as Esther did, as Mordecai did. And watch him. Watch him. He will overpower the enemy for you. That is his promise. I dare say the sinner or the backslider is actually not helpless. Yes, the sinner is not helpless. The backslider is not helpless. When similarly overwhelmed, Yes, the storm will come to overwhelm you. But so far you have life in you. If you are living outside the will of God, you are also not on your own. God is a gracious God. Our God is a merciful Father. Seek forgiveness. And when you seek forgiveness, you should expect the Lord to deliver you. You must believe that the person you're seeking forgiveness from has the power to forgive your sins. So you boldly seek forgiveness. As you seek forgiveness, you must believe that he's a loving father and he will not withhold mercy from you. And he will forgive you. He's not like man to keep grudges. He's not like man to begin to count and you know, weigh the sins and the evils that you have committed. No, sin is sin. Sin separates you from him. The blood of Jesus is one. It has been shed. The sacrifice already made. So you plead that blood. You come to him for forgiveness and the blood washes you clean. Small sin, large sin. As far as God is concerned, he wants to see the blood. So you plead that blood and you are forgiven. Do not be a proud fool. Bow to the Lord and the storm that is raging will not carry you away. God only steps in into a stormy situation when we surrender to him. That's a thought for today. God only steps into a stormy situation when we surrender to him. What are you still holding on? You have to let go in order to take what the Lord is giving to you. Right now, we stand in a situation where man had lost the authority that he had. Adam and Eve, in the book of Genesis, relinquished that authority to Satan. The authority God gave man when he obeyed the devil. Our Lord Jesus Christ on the other hand, by his death and resurrection, saved us. He delivered mankind from satanic oppression. And he gave us the power. He gave us the authority 
to rise above Satan's operations. The Bible says we are placed in heavenly places, above principalities and above powers. We are moved through the blood into God's kingdom. Like Esther, like Mordecai, we're given the authority. Do you use this authority? We have been given the authority. Ask yourself, do I use this authority? I'm talking about Christians. You can now say to yourself, I will use my authority. I will use the authority given to me. Mordecai and Esther, they were captives, but they later became commanders. A commander commands because there is something he believes he possesses, which he wants the people he is commanding to know. Esther chapter 8, verse 2. Esther chapter 8, verse 2. The king took off his signet ring, which he had taken back from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther appointed Mordecai to be in charge of Haman's property. Now fast forward to verse 9. Verse 9 says, So, the king's on that day, the king's secretaries were summoned and a decree was written exactly as Mordecai dictated. <laughs> Mordecai was now dictating. Why was Mordecai dictating? And why were the king's men writing down what Mordecai was saying? Why? Because Mordecai had been given that sign of authority. He had been given and the only way he will know whether that ring he had been given had authority was to utilize it. And of course, the king's men, the secretaries, the scribes, those who wrote you know, the king's letters, understood what that ring meant. Remember, Mordecai was a gatekeeper. He was a keeper of the gate of the palace. This same person, he did not grow taller, he didn't grow fatter, but something happened. He received authority from the king. It's a foolish person who will have authority from the king and not utilize it. And today, we're seeing a lot of believers who are moving around with the authority of God and still moving around like slaves, fearful, frightened all the time. They are talking in a hush-hush manner. They are afraid how the devils know the authority that you have they know but they come to you threatening checking whether you know yourself and that is what is happening Mordecai used his authority and verse 10 and a decree was written exactly as Mordecai dictated it was sent to the Jews and to the highest officers, the governors, and the nobles of all the provinces stretching from India to Ethiopia. Wow. The decree was written in the scripts and languages of all the peoples of the empire, including that of the Jews. Now, what happened? He dictated and described there were different, many of them, because the, the, that kingdom occupied... I would say, in fact, the whole world that was known at that time. It was the most powerful kingdom. 
So they conquered and they were ruling in all the other nations under one king, very powerful king. So they had interpreters so that his message would go to all his subjects. But who was writing the message? Mordecai was dictating and it was being written. Verse 10, the decree was written in the name of King Xerxes and sealed with a king's signet ring. Mordecai sent the dispatches by swift messengers who rode fast horses, especially bred for the king's service. <laughs> I mean, when I see things like this, I smile and I tell myself I'm in the right place. God gives you the power. He expects you to utilize it. He wants you to use it. In this instance, whose power was working? The king's power. Yes. The king's power was working. Who was utilizing it? Mordecai. We have the king of kings who has given us power. Power to thread upon serpents and scorpions. We have the, the power given to us to speak the word and it will come to pass. The authority given by the king was a delegated authority. To use out this authority, he has to speak it out. He has to say something. He used it, this delegated authority was used, you know, as if it was the king himself that was giving out the authority. One very important thing you should note here, which Christians do not understand, is this. And please listen. No permission was needed to use it. Did Mordecai go back to the king and say, with your permission, O king, live forever. I want to command these people to observe these two days as holidays so that we can celebrate this salvation, this deliverance. No, he did not. There are people who want to be holier than God. They want to do something that God has given them the authority to do. They will say, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord to direct, to tell me. I'm waiting on the Lord. You want to do thanksgiving. You are waiting on the Lord to thank God. You are waiting on the Lord. You want to tread upon serpents. You're seeing the serpent. You're seeing the scorpion. You want to match it. You're waiting on the Lord to tell you when to do it. Sickness is ravaging your family. Your daughter is ill, a little child. You will not open your mouth and command that spirit of fever, whatever is attacking the child to leave that child. You're seeing the child suffering. And you're carrying the child and you're panicking and you're running. And you're a Christian. And you're looking and you go to the, you carry the child to the altar and you are praying to God. To do what? He has given you the authority. Utilize that authority. The devil is watching you whether you know truly who you are. He's watching to know whether you know, you know what you carry. It's time we stood up to answer our names. They did not shy away from using the authority. Mordecai and Esther. We know the story of Esther. We always talk about how she was bold. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. But look at it at this angle. This is where it applies to you, the believer. They have been saved. The earlier part of the, the book of Esther, yes, there was problem. They fought it. God granted them victory. Now, in victory, what do they do? They already have the permission. They use the, the, the authority. 
in fact verse 29 again esther chapter 9 tells us they use it with all authority with all authority in case you are in doubt with all authority what they wrote eventually turned out to be a decree as you say it it is established the words of your mouth they are powerful if you're a child of god use your mouth properly use the words of god through your mouth and let it begin to establish the will of god in your life if you're not a child of god come to him you will receive that power as you receive christ he gives unto you the power for you are not saved to become a prey you know a helpless person so that the devil will destroy again no he has saved you to keep you saved and so he gave you the power to remain saved verse 32 tells us that it was written in the official records verse 32 of esther chapter 9 what was written by mordecai and the one esther wrote again confirming what mordecai wrote they became the decree and it was written along with the king's direct decrees let's read verse 23 to refresh our minds what the feast of purim what it was or what it is the jews accepted mordecai's proposal and adopted this annual custom haman son of hermedata the agatite the enemy of the jews had plotted to crush and destroy them on the date determined by casting lots <laughs> you see your whole life has become thrown through somebody decides let's do it like this on this day or on this day let's that is your life people are sitting down where they are sitting down in their conferences determining your life and you sit down and you accept it somebody is sitting down today determining what happens to you people are holding meetings no let's not attack her today let's leave it tomorrow when she appears in so so place we shall attack her and we shall kill her eh? and you as a child of god you forget the deliverance god gives to you that you were not killed on that day brethren it is good to give thanks this is what uh, mordecai was establishing that they may remember those days those two days that god delivered them that's what this whole thing is all about and the casting of lots is called purim so it's not just a day of thanksgiving give it a name the casting of lots so your children, your children's children, your children's children's children will remember when they hear the festival of casting of lots. What does that mean? Uh -huh. They were throwing lots in order to choose the day to destroy you. But today you are here. Wow. The next thing that will come to your mouth is, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. That is it. That is what will happen. Verse 26 says, that is why this celebration is called Purim because it is the ancient word for casting lots so now we are no longer in doubt what they were doing now i want to ask a question what happens if these two people decided not to use the power 
what 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 would have happened the authority remember was not dependent on tribe face stature sex you know the authority that um these these two people gave out was such that it must be obeyed by everyone it had to be respected by all including the powerful politicians actually it went to them first and then it went to the general public what happens if these two had decided not to use the power in their hand what do you think would have happened today definitely men would have forgotten i'm talking of the purim men would have forgotten because you know we have the the tendency to forget no one would know that first of all the king had such authority that's in the case of delivering the people because those letters went out initially and nobody had the right now to kill the jews that was the first ones that went out it also empowered the jews themselves to now begin to destroy their enemies and they killed to the point the king called esther and he asked her i hear that over 500 of your enemies have been destroyed are there more do you want to kill some more of your enemies because he didn't want anything to happen to esther no one if they had not given this authority out no one would have known that they were given such authority the local authorities and the various uh, leaders or rulers of the various kingdoms not kingdoms the various nations under the kingdom yes would not have allowed them to celebrate purim very soon of course they will forget the power of god in delivering his people like i said people tend to have very short memories when it comes to god's faithfulness yes it was a in order to counter this that mordecai wrote down the events and encouraged an annual holiday until today till today the jews celebrate purity yes for you and i what is that authority that has been given to us the name of jesus christ whatever we do we command we command especially that which will deliver us from the hand of the devil establish us in the kingdom of god that which is according to the will of god we have to understand that the name of jesus christ has been given to us and that name carries all the power the devil knows that name because he met with christ in hell the fought, he defeated him so there's no doubt he knows now for you that say you are a follower a believer of jesus christ he wants you to also express to him whether or not you know the authority that you carry if you know the, the authority you will use that name you will not parambulate around you will just go to the point in the name of jesus christ arise and walk in the name of jesus christ cease from your patience devil i speak to you but what do we do instead when we say we are confronting the devil we are as it were praying to the devil because somebody is sick and they bring the sick person to you you are the pastor or you are the elder 
And instead of commanding the sickness to leave, you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that this sickness will leave. Are you talking to the Father or you are talking to the devil? If you are talking to the devil, you address him directly. If you are talking to the Father, you address him and you know what things you bring forward to him. You receive the authority from him. And you tell him, if you want to communicate with him, you thank him for the authority that he has given to you. And you open your eyes and you address the situation that you are facing. It's time we did like Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that Jesus prayed, prayed, prayed. He was always praying. Fine. In those prayers, did he mention devil? In those prayers, did he, did he call sicknesses? No. He was communicating with his father, discussing his assignment. So whenever you want to pray, please, Pray to God. And when you want to deal with the devil, deal with him. They are praying to God and they are saying, the devil will not touch you. Amen. The devil, but they are praying to God. How? We are mixing issues. The angels around, they, 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 they don't think. They, carry your, they, they, they try to, they hear your word and they want to carry out the action. But then you are giving them mixed mix, uh, instructions. So the angels don't know what to do. So it's not as if God doesn't answer our prayers. If you want to give command to the devil, give him command. If you want to pray to God, you pray to God. That's what the Lord told me today. I should share it. And whenever you want to pray, stop yourself. Be conscious of the words that come out of your mouth. And when, when, when you want to address a situation, address the situation. Read the word of God. Be empowered from the word that you are reading. And when you read the word, let your, your faith will rise. And then you will have this confidence in what you have read. And you address the situation. Nothing will happen to you, my dear. No, and for some people, when you're talking to them in that light, they still want you to pray, to pray. I, I say, but I've, 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 I've already done it. Go home. Believe the word of God that you have heard. Therein lies your salvation. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 to 19. Luke 10, 17. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Even the demons obey us when we use your name. He said, yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like, like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them nothing will injure you but do not rejoice because evil spirits obey you rejoice because your names are registered in heaven hallelujah if you read the book of psalm psalm 149 verse 6 to 9 let the praise of God be in their mouths and a sharp sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with shackles and their leaders with iron chains, to execute the judgment written against them. This is the glorious privilege of his faithful ones, the privilege of the saints. It is your heritage that you should be the one to bind to bind all these kings, all these 
ones, these principalities, these powers that be, that harass mankind. It is your duty. Authority has been given to you and it should give you joy that you have that power. It should give you joy that you are qualified. That is, that you are a saint. This honor has been given to all his saints. The qualification for using the authority is saintliness. Who are you? Are you a child of God? Your stature, your background, your tribe, you know, your years of experience in Christ are not needed here. You can be born again today. Yes, today. In fact, the newly, uh, the new converts have the zeal greater than those of us who think we are old in Christ. We know all things. Those ones who suddenly realize that they are saying, eh? are you saying after the robbery I committed, after all the uh, murders I have committed, are you saying that I'm now a Christian that I can call God my father, that all is well, there's no problem? And the answer is yes. And they begin to experience the kind of joy and peace that they never experienced. Well, so what do I do? Nothing. The name of Jesus Christ is given to you. Use it. Use it. It's a weapon the name of jesus christ utilize it and every knee shall bow the bible says every knee shall bow who is it that is rising up against you use that name if you don't use it you'll be like the one that amnesty has been granted to and you still remain in prison because why you didn't hear or you heard and you did not believe how sad how sad in fact your lot is worse than those who suffer for their crimes and have not been forgiven because they sought no forgiveness. If you have forgiveness, you have received and you are a child of God and you are still suffering without utilizing the authority given to you, then you are most pitied. Among the Jews, if you remember, even till now, and in most organizations, most churches, <laughs> women are expected to be quiet, to serve in the home, to stay in the fringe of religion, not to even be political. Yes, Esther was a Jew, but this was the tradition of Jews. This was the culture of Jews, yet Esther was a Jew. She was a Jewish woman who broke through cultural norms. She stepped out. Today I say we are stepping out. She stepped out of her expected role at the risk of her life. Why? To help God's people. Will you sit in your cultural seats and hand over your family, your children, your own life, you know, to the devil to destroy? I'm sure your answer will be no. But inadvertently, that's what you're doing. Culture will not save you. Today, I call you to rise, rise up. Rise up to the challenge with the authority that is given to you. That authority is the name of Jesus Christ. Using the authority of the name of Jesus Christ is like a letter, you know, signed with the signature of Jesus. Now tell me, such a letter, which power in heaven, which power on earth can hear it, receive it, and say no to it? The Lord has already decreed, no harm shall come upon me, none. And I say the same thing to you. Believe it, utilize the power in the name of Jesus Christ, and you'll be safe in Jesus' name. Speak in the name of Jesus Christ as if it is Jesus Christ himself.
no demon will resist. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. The Bible says, speak the word. Speak only the word. And a miracle will follow, like it did for Jesus Christ. Quickly, let's look at uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Amen. Verse 11, and that every tongue will confess and acknowledge, openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, that is, he is the sovereign God to the glory of God the Father. You have God's support. Too many weak people today are calling themselves Christians. Yes, they are weak people. I didn't say they are weak Christians. Because there is no weak Christian. You are only a Christian if you have and you utilize the authority that is given to you. So are you using this authority or are you depriving yourself of this privilege? Mordecai and Esther used their authority, the one given to them. So today, I ask you to use the name of Jesus Christ. Use that authority that has been granted to you and you find yourself living a better Christian life. May it be so for you, for me, for all who are listening in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. We have heard the word of God. It's talking about authority. Authority that has been given to his children. Many are still living very fearful lives. Whereas in the scriptures he has told us in many places, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of anything. Nothing shall happen to you. No evil shall befall you. Plague will not come near you. His angels are there taking charge of you. The word of God, when we read it, we understand it. But fear overcomes us. Some of us are even afraid in advance. Afraid of sudden terror that may come. Today, we are armed. We have been given the authority that places us above every power every principality human or spiritual let us thank god for the authority that he has given to us in the name of jesus christ thank you almighty father thank you for giving us this authority thank you for planting it in our hearts again let us ask god now that we have the authority let us ask the almighty father to grant us the boldness to be able to utilize the name when we are confronted, let us ask him to give us the faith to start using the authority in the name. This is a day God wants to establish you. And when you live here, everything you say will be based on the authority that you have. In faith, deal with any work of Satan that is harassing you. You are commanding. You are commanding. If you don't have any problems, there are quite a few around that I'm seeing. Pray for me. Command, command, utilize that authority. You have blessed God already. He has empowered you. Now pray again so that your brothers and your sisters, the brethren, will know their privilege in God and they will begin to use it. Pray to God to grant them mercy. Father, grant your children mercy. Grant them the grace 
so that they will know to use the authority that you have given to them. Father, let them see. Let it be the first thing that they say when they come across situations and problems. It is your will that your children should flex, as we call it. Yes, we have the muscle, even the attitude. It is your, it is your desire that your children should walk boldly. And so I know that this prayer is answered. It is according to your will. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for making us to re remember, to recollect. Thank you for the example of Mordecai and Esther. We bless you, Lord, for you have already blessed us first. Thank you. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by listening to this episode of Time Out with the Lord with Dr. Mrs. Senye Obi Lulu Briggs. You can join our daily meetings on Zoom and Skype by logging on to our website at www.timeoutwiththelord.com. For daily messages and encouragement, you can also add us on WhatsApp with the number plus 447506693440. For more information, please call 084-555-188 or 084-554-430. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays by 10 a.m. at the Chapel of God International Worship Center at number 22 Forces Avenue, OGRA, Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Remember, you are God's most beloved.